You're listening to Words of Encouragement, the preaching ministry from the pulpit of the First Baptist Church of Winsboro, Louisiana. Today, we're looking at the fact that you are somebody. You are somebody. Today, on Words of Encouragement. Repeat after me. I am somebody. I am somebody. I am someone's link to God. I am someone's link to God. I am salt in this world. I am salt in this world. I am a light in the darkness of this world. I am a light in the darkness of the world. You are somebody. This morning I'm here to remind you and I of who we are in this world. We are Jesus to those who do not know Him. We carry with us Jesus, who is the hope of the world. Daily we need to be reminded of that fact. Daily we need to be reminded. And it's not going to do any good for you and I to just put a little reminder on our phone that pops up and says, Hey, remember, you're the light of the world. We would dismiss it without reading it because we know what it says. We need to spend time with the Lord, talking with the Lord daily. Our lives, lived rightly or wrongly, paint a picture for the world of who Jesus is. What is your painting of Jesus looking like? What does your painting of Jesus look like? When people look to you, what Jesus do they see? If you're able, I'm going to ask that you stand in honor of the reading of the Word of God from Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. The Bible says, Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. May God bless the reading of His Word and may He write it on our hearts today. This morning as we look at this very popular, uh, well-known passage of Scripture to many, many believers. As we look at this verse 13, we find you are the salt of the earth. Jesus is speaking to His disciples here. He tells them not what they need to do or be. He tells them what they are. Jesus is not saying you need to be salt in this world. He's not saying that. Look at verse 13. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has become tasteless, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. He's telling his disciples, you are salt. You are flavor in this world. This is who you are. He's not saying, I want you to try every day to be the salt. It's who you are, is what Jesus is telling them. They are salt. They are to season the world in which they live. They are to preserve that which is good. They are to freshen and sweeten this world. Being salt is who they are as children of God. It is the very nature of who they are. Why? Because they've got the Holy Spirit of God living inside of them. And they are different. 
They are different than everybody else in the world. I've often watched when I go on a vacation or just simply go out of town. I've found that, I, and I know that it's probably not always true, but I, li- I would like to think I've got a pretty good sense of judgment when it comes to finding another brother and sister in Christ. I can kind of say, you know what, I think, there's, I think they may be a believer. And sometimes I'm right. But it's the very nature of who we are as children of God. We are, as we just live and breathe in this world, we're different. And we're to sweeten and flavor this world, freshen this world. What is he getting at here? Salt serves mainly to give flavor and to prevent corruption. Disciples, if they are true to their calling, make the earth a purer and more palatable place. But they can do so as, only as long as they preserve their distinctive character. Unsalty or flavorless salt has no value. Strictly pure salt cannot lose its salinity, but the impure salt dug from the shores of the Dead Sea can gradually become unsalty as the actual sodium chloride dissolves. Interesting there. What is Jesus saying there? You can lose that flavor. Don't lose who you are. The rabbis commonly used salt as an image for wisdom, which may explain why the Greek word represented by the phrase lost its taste actually means become foolish. Interesting. Jesus is saying here to his disciples, take care, take care. Care in what you share with others in your words. Be engaged in your community in a way where you are sharing with words the gospel. Never ever underestimate your influence in this community or in the world. Do not underestimate your influence. Your very presence brings the presence of Jesus to an occasion. It does. If people know who you are, some of you have been in this, 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 uh, these situations. You walk in a room and suddenly people stop talking. Uh, and then sometimes they may say, you, they may say out loud, they may kind of say out loud, Oh, here comes so-and-so, you know, they're a Christian. You know, better watch your language. There's an influence that you have. There's something about you that sets you apart from everyone else. And that's a good thing. It's a good thing to be set apart from the rest of this world. Especially, I mean, if it's for the sake of Christ, you and I are going to be set apart simply because of who we are. When you go to the park, the presence of Jesus is with you. When that person jumps out in front of you and grabs that last box of Frosted Flakes at the grocery store, you are to bring with you the presence of Jesus with your words. Sometimes it may be difficult to engage in society and to always be on, as they say. Always reflecting the light of Christ and being the salt of the earth. We as children of God are to make this world a better place in which to live. Our words should not be the same as everyone else's in this world. They should stand over and apart from everyone else. 
Listen, if we are Christian only in name and not in words and behavior, we are no good to this world. We're of no good. Think about those whom you know who live out their faith. Their very presence changes the atmosphere of the room they're in. They make this world a better place because they, as, ch- as a child of God, exist and share His love through their words and through their actions. Their very presence just is calming. It's just the nature of a child of God. It's not something you have to. Tr- it's not something you should have to try to be. I'm going to try to be salt in this world. No, it's just something you are as a child of God. And that's what Jesus is saying. You are the salt of the earth. We as children of God and followers of God are the salt. Our very presence should be making this world better. How? Because when we verbally interact with each other, when we, act, when we verbally interact with others, when we interact... We do so in a way that pleases Christ. We do so in a way that brings glory to His name. We care because God loves us and we belong to Him. And it matters how we live our lives. It matters how we treat others. It matters how we forgive others. It matters how we love others and how we care for others. Think about salt. If there's a lot of salt on your food, you become thirsty. If God's people are great in number and are out in the community being salt, people will become thirsty because they will want to know why you live like that. They will want to know why you are who you are. They're going to want to know why. And you can point them to Christ and you can say, Jesus is why I live the way I do. Jesus is the way is why I act the way I do. Jesus is the way I speak the way I do. Jesus is the way I forgive the way I do. Jesus is the way I am kind as I am kind. Jesus. It's not so that people will look to me and say, Oh, isn't he a wonderful person? No, it's because... We want people to look at us and say, Jesus makes the difference. Jesus. It's Jesus. It's not about us. It's about Him. The kingdom, listen, the kingdom servant who does not live according to his nature as salt is useless to the king's advancement and the kingdom on earth. One might even question the genuineness of such a person's kingdom citizenship. If they're not living out and being salt in this world. In fact, John Christendom wrote something that I think we can grasp from this verse as well. He said the disciples are to be careful of their own walk and conversation. Seeing that they were set in the eyes of all like a city on a hill or a lamp on a stand. The same should be true of us as modern day disciples. People are watching And not simply because people are watching, God is watching. And we are His children. What does He see when He looks at His children? Is He able to see us living as salt in this world? Is He he able to watch us live daily our faith? What does He see in how we live? 
How are you living as salt in your community? How are you living as salt in your community? The second thing. You are the light of the world. Look at verse 14. Again, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Notice Jesus is making another you are statement here. He's not saying, I want you to be the light. He says, you are the light. It's the very nature of a child of God. It's who you are. And so if you think, well, I just don't want to be that, well, then you just need to get over it, or you need to come to Christ. Because if you're not one of God's children, you're not going to have a desire. To shine. You're not going to be, you're not going to be concerned about being the salt of the earth. You're not going to be concerned about other people as to whether or not they find Jesus. But if you're a child of God, there's going to be something inside of your heart and in your mind that says people matter. They need to know who Jesus is. What can I do to make sure they know who he is? There should be something. It's the very nature of a child of God. Something inside of us that shines. He declares that his disciples are, not that they will be or need to be, but that they are the light of the world. Did you notice the city set on a hill portion of that verse? What is Jesus saying here? He is saying that because you are a child of God, because you are who you are, you will be noticed. You will stand out from the rest of the world. If you belong to Jesus, why? Because your thinking is different. Your approach to life is different. The way you see the world, the way you see situations is different. It's not going to be tied. Listen, the way you see the world is not going to be tied to a political party, but it's going to be tied to Jesus. It's going to be tied to God. It's going to be tied to Him, and you're going to see things the way He wants you to see them. Don't allow yourself to be pulled to the left or to the right. Allow God to speak to your heart. Open up His Word. There are thousands of voices in this world, all crying out for your attention, all crying out for your money, all crying out for your time, all crying out for their cause. You follow Christ. You don't listen to those voices. Oh, but Brother Craig, I, they agree with me. Do they? Or do you agree with them? Be careful who you follow. There are thousands of voices out there, and they all, some of them sound really good. But what do they do with Jesus? Where is Jesus in those voices? Look for Him. Look for Him. You will stand out because you will not treat people how the world treats them. You will not be one who is selfish but selfless. Your very nature will proclaim the difference between you and the rest of this world. You will stand out and it will be okay. Stand up. Stand out for Jesus. Point people to Him. Look at, the, look at verse 15. Nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on the lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. The King James uses the word bushel. A bushel, a a grain measure of about 19 liters or 2.4 gallons. I asked 
Google about that. If you take that bushel, if you take that bushel's worth of grain, if you put that over an oil lamp, it, it's going to put it out. So the meaning could be that a lamp is not lit only to just put it out again. The Greek word here means a, a measuring basket here. The point is no one lights a light to turn around and then put it out. You don't, I mean, look, if you're going to turn the light on, you're going to turn it on so that you can see. Amen? I mean, that's what I do. Now, growing up, I mean, you know, my, my, my dad was probably one that ran around turning them off after me, you know. Nobody's in the room. Nobody there. Why is the light on? Turn it off. You're, you're burning electricity. But if, if people are in the room and you need a light, you're going to turn it on. And nobody just turns it right back off. There's not a reason to turn it off because the reason you're turning it on is so that you can see. And so nobody takes that light and puts it out. Look, when God makes us the light, He puts us out there for everybody to see and to benefit from. When He lights us, He puts us out into the community. We don't just shine here in this church house on Sunday morning. We shine when we're out in the community. He doesn't, he doesn't light us just here so we can shine brightly here and we can be nice and watch our mouths and be nice and kind and courteous and forgiving to one another. No, we're to do that outside the building as well. People are watching. People are looking. And they want to see what is this thing about Jesus in somebody's heart. What does it mean? Does it make a difference? When God lights a candle, He holds it high in the air for everyone to see. He puts it on a candle stand. We are to live our lives out in a, in a way that people know that we belong to God. There should not be a question as to, whom, as to whom we belong. There should never be a question. Never be someone who says, well, I thought they were, they were one of those Jesus people. I thought they were a Christian. I thought they went to church. That should never be able to be said of us. Any of us. Look at verse 16. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify you. Wait a minute, it doesn't say that, does it? It says, may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Ah, ah, I see. These disciples lived their lives, they were to live them not in a cave, not in a monastery somewhere or on a compound, but out loud for everybody to see. The function of the light is to make reality or truth visible. Therefore, by giving direction and guidance by what is seen. This is who all followers of Jesus are. We are lights which make the truth of the gospel visible to all. That's what we are. That's what we are. We are lights that make the truth of the gospel visible to everyone. We walk as saved and forgiven human beings in this world because of what Jesus did on the cross. And we've accepted that salvation that He so readily offered to those who will trust and believe. And we stand out in this world. We have no choice but to shine in this world. It is the nature of a kingdom servant to be light in the world. Any believer who fails to function as light is going against his nature as God's new creation. We're going against our very nature as a creation of God. The believer has no light inborn in himself. The believer's light is simply a reflected light. 
It's as if we have a mirror and the light of God is shining on us and, then, and we focus that mirror on others. We let God's light shine on us and through us and we shine it right back out into this world to where people see and know who Jesus is because we're here. We're children of God. We're light reflectors. We're the light in the darkness of this world. We're to make certain that nothing comes between others and this and our source of light. Sometimes we, sometimes we ourselves come between the light of God and others. We must be very careful not to let that happen. That means we must be constantly aware of how we live. We must learn to live our lives in a way that the light of God shines through us at all times. It doesn't, look, some people say, well, my goodness, this Christianity business is just too hard. We, 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 we just got, we've got to think too hard and too long about this being Jesus stuff. And this is just disturbing that we have to stop and think before we talk. You know, preacher, I believe God made me and God made me to say whatever I, whatever's on my mind, whether it hurts people or not, because people need to know the truth. Amen? <laughs> <laughs> and some people would some people would amen that you're right Edward some people would say well that's just the way God made me and I'm just going to say I don't care if I hurt. now look what are we in this world we're God's children and as God's children we're reflecting the love of God and if we're doing that we do it in such a way that they experience his love and we're careful about how we live because we want his light to shine we want it to shine is it vital that we live lives pleasing to God why because the way we live reflects on our heavenly father oh my we do good works, not so others will praise us, not so others will give us an award, not so we will get some certificate, some trophy, some medallion, some pat on the back. We don't do good things to get favor with man. We do our good works and people notice and they will glorify God because they know we belong to Him. We've got to make sure they know that we belong to Him. Because when they do and we do something good, they'll know where it comes from. They'll know where it comes from. They'll know it's God in you. They will know that. Now, they'll, get a, they'll be mistaken sometimes and they will say, oh, they're such a good person. Well, they're a good person because of Jesus. And you need to make sure that that is clear. People need to know why you are the way you are. These fingers point to me too on this. We've got to allow Jesus to shine through us. This world has got to see him. Oh, Brother Craig, they can look at any other, they, can, they can look at a preacher on TV and find Jesus. Ah, but they want to see him in you. They know you. Let them see Jesus. Never in my entire life have I felt the, just the overwhelming need for us to be Jesus in this world. We cannot afford to sit back and just do nothing. 
We have people around us who need to know who Jesus is. You have Jesus. I have Jesus. We've got to share Jesus. My prayer for you is that that is what happens this week. I hope that you will take some time to talk to someone about Jesus. Look, you are the salt. You are the light. Let's remember that as we face this world and all that it holds. Can I pray for you today? Dear Heavenly Father, I pray for my friend today. As, as they go out into this world, as they face the junk and just the, the, the strange philosophies and, and the opinions of so many, God, give them the strength, the words to say, and the life to live that points them to you. God, help us all to point others to you in all that we say and in all that we do. Dear Lord, we thank you. We thank you for wanting to use us in this world. And Lord, I pray that you will find us willing to be used. I want to ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for Words of Encouragement. And until next time, my prayer is that you will be salt and light. Remember, you matter to God and to us at the First Baptist Church of Winsburg.